I had the privilege a couple of months ago to help direct a retreat for some young adults in the archdiocese. And so leading up to the retreat, I just met with some of the leaders of the group because I wanted to get a sense of, you know, what's on your mind? What are you thinking about? What are some things maybe you're looking to reflect on a little bit more? And what really struck me was how much again and again what came up was a sort of dis-ease or maybe anxiety, uncertainty about the state of the world. I mean, some of them were starting jobs, but some of them were still back, you know, living with their parents even after school. Some were wondering whether this was the right time to get married and try to raise a family. A lot of uncertainty still in the world, even though we've gotten used to or started getting used to some of the big changes that have happened. For those of you who are right there on the cusp maybe of starting out, or for those of you who can remember, to do it right now is still to be caught in a lot of uncertainty. And I say it struck me because it's easy as you go on in life to sort of become less and less sensitive to some of those things. And I remember when I was 25, the stuff that would freak me out now, almost 30 years later, I'm like, nah, I got this one. And if I'm still around 30 years from now, I hope I'm the one causing other people problems, not having to solve their problems. But it's also the case that for priests or seminarians, there's a lot of those things we don't have to worry about. Job security is not a problem. Wondering how or if we're going to support a family is not a problem. Yes, there are other things we have to worry about. But I'm mentioning all of this because I don't care where you're at in life, what stage you're at in life, we're all facing things on our horizon that are uncertain. Nobody has a crystal ball to exactly predict the future. And I'm mentioning this as we start out into this great season of Advent because I find it's not often well known that the origin of this season in the church, the origin of it, is not to sort of prepare ourselves for the coming of Jesus. It's not to look back and remember what happened in Bethlehem. Yes, that's come to be part of the emphasis, but originally this season wasn't about looking back, it was about looking forward. What they were waiting for and wondering about with great uncertainty was this whole idea of Jesus' return, of what we call the second coming. And you caught that in tonight's gospel, right? It's not the kind of gospel we normally associate with Advent. There's no babies in mangers or lions lying down with lambs. It's Jesus saying, strap it on and tighten it up because it's about to get really wild. He's talking about end times. And he's saying, be prepared, because when you least expect it, that day is going to come. Now, what he meant by that, there's a whole backstory there. But in the church, this idea of the season was really one of how do we prepare ourselves for Jesus' return, whatever that's ultimately going to look like. And we shouldn't just think of some sort of apocalyptic end-of-the-world science fiction movie. But there is this sense that this side of paradise, we are in a process, right? We are in a process. We're on a journey. We're moving. And there's always going to be uncertainty, and there's always going to be some potential fear. And so then the question is, how do we not 
let ourselves be sabotaged by that or sidetracked? How do we let that not just attack our faith and make us say, well, how could God possibly be a part of whatever it is we're wrestling with? And that's when you get to the other emphasis of the Advent season. And what for most of us over the centuries has come to be maybe the central theme, that idea of looking back, of remembering the expectation of the people of Israel for the coming of the Messiah, for rehearsing in our minds and our hearts that very familiar story of Mary and Joseph and all the rest of it. Our society screams out Christmas, even as now we're just barely beginning Advent. But there's a reason why that's so comforting in a way. At a human level, yes, but at a spiritual level as well. And you can never totally separate those two things. It's not like there's our humanity and our spirituality, two different sides. It's all woven together. But if those are warm memories, and they may not be for all of us, but if they are warm family memories, there's a reason we go back to them because they ground us, they root us. It's a way of saying that was a time when I wasn't worried about the next paycheck. That was a time when I wasn't worried about should I get married or not. I was worried about if my Easy Bake Oven would work when I plugged it in. You can tell how old I am. So the thing is, we've all got things on our minds, right? But what the church is saying in the Advent season is don't be afraid to look back. Don't be afraid to ground yourself in those times in your life where you knew unmistakably that God's presence was there. And we've all got them. If you're old enough to understand the question, you're old enough to have a memory, a time of saying, yes, I know. That was a time when I felt totally safe. That was a time when I wasn't worried about what's on the horizon. That was a time when I unmistakably felt the closeness of God and maybe it was a big dramatic event that happened in church or in a religious setting. Maybe it was just some very subtle thing. Maybe being held as a child, maybe holding your first child, maybe your first communion, I don't know what it was. But if we're brutally honest with ourselves, we do have those moments, even if they're easily lost in the midst of worry or anxiety. And so the church, says, hold these two things together in your heart. Hold them in tension. It's a holy tension. Don't be afraid that maybe there's a part of you that says, I wish I could just go back to that familiarity of the first story. I don't want to have to sit in this uncertainty or this worry. I don't want to have to sit with the fear of an unanswered question. Because the lie that creeps in is that somehow in the unanswered question or the fear, God isn't there. Theologically, maybe, okay, we know God is always there, but it's not a presence that we leverage. It's not something we hold on to and cherish, but that presence is there. And so just a little spiritual exercise, maybe, as we move into this first week of Advent, before rushing ahead to babies in the manger and all those beautiful passages from Isaiah, to not be afraid to look whatever may be the source of your uncertainty or anxiety is, to look it in the eye, face to face, and not to simply say, Lord, make me strong enough that I don't care about this thing, but rather to say, I'm not here alone. Because sometimes the greatest damage that fear can do is make us feel isolated or alone. 
or there's nobody who cares or knows that I'm in this. And God, if you do know or care, I sure don't feel it. And so just allow yourself to be there, but to be there in prayer, to be there with someone in your life that God has given to you as a gift. By that I mean to tell them what the anxiety is, to share what the fear is, not because they can magically solve it or make it go away, but they can love you in that and they can let themselves be loved by you in spite of whatever that thing is. We've all got sources to stir up worry, like the guys in tonight's gospel, but we also have something much more powerful if we can leverage it. And this first week of Advent is a beautiful time to do so.